What's up, guys? Welcome back to the Proclamation Podcast. My name is Will Anderson. I'm going to be hosting today um, in place of Luke Nolan, and I'm here with the lovely, fabulous, ever so delectable Austin Frucci. Austin. Hello. Say hey to the people. Hey, people. Hey, people. Just like that. Uh, you've probably seen Austin around here. Uh, he's a barista at Fourscore. Um, he also is very involved with the media team here. Um, he helps oversee the Instagram um, answering questions from customers. Um, he's kind of the devout leader, you could say, Classic. of the media group. But uh, but yeah, you like that? Read his shirt. Read his shirt. Uh, I didn't even mean to do that, actually, by the way. That's so funny. <laughs> that didn't even, I wasn't even, I'm not that that's just That's just a straight up will move. So I kind of expected it. Uh, the other day, so I was, I was getting gas and I gave him a 20 and he like held it up to see if it was counterfeit. And I told him, I was like, hey, I appreciate you thinking that I'm that coordinated <laughs> to counterfeit a bill that Counter- would actually work. 20s I that, cannot, yeah. yeah, I know. It's like, I would not sell myself short with a 20. No. At least a 50. If you're going to counterfeit bills, like go out, you know? Yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Or 20 is the best one to do because then nobody thinks about it. Yeah. Like a one is like two, like a five maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. Everyone's like, oh, Two is sure. definitely counterfeiting. Absolutely. Like if you're pulling twos out, it's like, bro, come on. <laughs> come on, dude. You could have just picked up two ones, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Also, <clears throat> what do you guys do with your hands in this thing? I don't know what to do uh, You hands. don't. Sick. You just try and forget that they're there. Because that's pretty hard. I did a, I did one of these one point and I was like, that's a little weird. <laughs> that- the double interlock. That's under weird the for thigh. me, and I'm not even. On yeah, you're not even camera. doing it. Yeah, yeah. So that's tough. Anyways, but um, Austin, you have a ring on your finger. I do. On your speaking left hand. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of hands, show that baby up. Now you know what to do with them. Um, Austin is newly married. Newly. Very, Very newly. newly. Like extremely Jeez. new. Not yeah. yesterday new, but new. <clears throat> um, what's that like? It's got on uh, three months. Okay. Yeah, in February. <clears throat> yeah, yeah. Um, it's been great. Absolutely awesome. Would recommend if you're trying to get married. I would say it's a it's a positive experience. Pop that question. Pop it. You're thinking about it. Do it. What was the most surprising thing that you found out about your wife when you moved in? Hmm. I knew my wife pretty well before kind of like getting married. I also recommend that. (laughs) Probably know the person pretty well. Yeah. Huge. Um. Especially in the beginning stages. Not a whole lot of like surprises. I mean, Grant's only been. Three months. Yeah, so I was yeah. like, who knows? Maybe. Six months gonna roll around back. Wow. <laughs> Let's do another podcast. Um, you know? Yeah. See you in six months. No. Yeah, yeah. But um she there's one habit that like I knew about, but I didn't really know how much it would get me. And it is she likes to get a glass of water, drink half of it, leave the glass on any surface. It could be a dresser, countertop, table, go away for an hour, come back, new glass, full cup of water, half of that leave it on a counter stop goes away for another hour new glass so we just have lots of glasses with a lot of half full or half empty waters everywhere and to really milk this one i'm gonna say mm-hmm. you kind of have the more glass half empty perspective she probably has the more half full perspective absolutely there. she'll yeah. drink it and be like it's still half full i'm like but you're drinking it yeah like it's half empty yeah she's like no that's it's good it's good that you guys kind of have that compromise yeah. that you have to work she with. also gets really mad when i drink out of her glass but I'm like, you're going to leave half of it anyway. So, like, so, I mean, uh, that's, that is the one thing I've noticed so far in three months. Word, word on the street is that you do go on tour, um, Mr. Musician. Not now. <laughs> Not now. It's a tough time Rip. to tour. Rip. Yeah. Sorry. That's a soft spot. It's, but it's hard to soft. Maybe if you go on tour again, you won't have to deal with all the half. <laughs> half I don't mind it. It's, it's just like, that's the only thing I can think yeah. of where I was like, yeah. oh, 
That's Neat. good, dude. Yeah. If that's a if that's the review, that's that's pretty solid. <laughs> Reviewing my wife. <laughs> Five stars okay. on Amazon. <laughs> this is the funniest thing ever. On Yelp, you have someone that'll be like, "Oh, great experience, wonderful coffee shop. Yeah. I love all this." Four stars. Yeah. Like what? I'm like, what were you looking like, for? Like what's what's what like is that one peace? extra like, star? Was, yeah. <laughs> world peace. Like, yeah, I walked into the shop and uh, they didn't have a world peace sign up, so just one star. Brutal. Sick. What's a what is in recent memory that underwhelming? Recent like, like, memory, or have you ever recent memory of coffee shop experience that's underwhelming, or like experience so bad that you almost went on Yelp? Oh. Well, I don't think I'm not a big Yelper, so I'm not like even if someone's like, "Hey, I spat in your drink. Here you go." I'm like, "Okay, like I'm just not coming back here." Yeah, I'm not gonna ride about on Yelp. Sure, they don't do that to everyone's drink. Yeah, but um, I think just an underwhelming experience. There have been coffee shops I've been to that people rave about. They're usually new. I'm like, it's the best. You go and you're like, eh, it's okay. Like I would go. Not gonna write home to mom you know yeah it. mom doesn't even like coffee so it wouldn't even matter but yeah it'd have to be really good for mom really good for mom to know yeah is that the official test if your mom likes a coffee <laughs> mom shop? knows uh no because she's just doing you know folders at home so she's just that's what started me that's what started my addiction was was folders, folders. you know yeah so i was on uh mission trips and there were long work days and all they had was like full, like a little pot of Folgers they put out in the morning. Mm-hmm. It's like 630 in the morning. I'm like, I got to wake up somehow like 10 hour work days. So. Yeah. But once you can like, if you can like the black Folgers. You like anything. Yeah. Possibilities are endless. Well, well I don't well, know. Some people are like, ah, it doesn't taste like ash. Man, I don't like it. You're like, oh, okay. <laughs> a little weird. But I started on Folgers, but I started as a kid. My dad, I would watch my dad drink coffee and he would make what he called special coffee, where it was probably like not even an ounce of coffee full of water and then like half full of water and then half full of milk. So it was just watered milk with a hint of like a coffee bean. Yeah. It's like Starbucks. Kind of. Yeah. But it was weird. Yeah. There's like no caffeine in it. And that's how I started on coffee at the age of seven. I, so I was like, sim, I started with the Folgers. I wasn't that young. I was probably like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. But then what I did, I was a total, I was a total poser. So my <sighs> uncle and my dad were really into specialty coffee. Mm-hmm. And whenever my uncle would go to coffee shops, he would get either a macchiato or a cortado. And obviously very forward in coffee flavor. Yeah. I just, that's like what I ordered. Like every shop I'd go to, I'd get a macchiato because I thought like that was the that cool was it. That little, was the thing you did. This was the pinnacle of what I could <laughs> order on the menu. Like I was mm-hmm. now a cool customer because I ordered this. Still kind of is. And it was just like force feeding myself. Like luckily it was only like two <laughs> or three sips because it's such a small drink. But I was such a phony. Just yeah, no, it's, it's really great. yeah, like for real. Like I was the worst. But then I, I guess just one day magically. I like all these rumors of there being notes of like strawberry and cherry and chocolate and all that. I was like, okay, I'm starting to come around. Yeah. I'm starting to get it. Starting to get it. I feel like I'm on the, I'm in the fake stage with whiskey right now. Fair enough. I think everyone starts in the fake stage of anything. Yeah, I mean, you have to. Beer, wine, yeah. coffee, whiskey. Like everyone's like, it's good. And they're like, yeah, do you taste the vanilla? And you're like, no, it's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, I think I started in that for sure. I, I would force feed myself like espresso to like prove to myself that I liked coffee, which in that regard, like, do you do people really like coffee then if they're just forcing I, themselves to like like it? I know. I know it is even I like even I question that sometimes to myself. Yeah. Did I just force myself to like, I'm like this? did I do I am I really enjoying this like slap in the face right now? Yeah. Like, seven in the morning. You do. in like 30 minutes. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. When it hits. Wide awake. Exactly. But yeah, I see it on the on the and like the other side of the bar now as like an employee. Like I'll look at people and they're like, Can I get a like a Gibraltar? And they're like, sure, and make them Gibraltar and you you like see them like wince a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, oh, it's good. <laughs> <I'm> like, sick, <laughs> dude. Thanks, sick. Glad you like later. <laughs> Thanks for coming. But yeah, that's that's true of anything. I was like that with whiskey. Yeah. I was very much like, oh man, like Hand sanitizer, yeah, <laughs> you know that like weird peediness. It's yeah, it's yeah. an interesting, interesting flavor. What's the biggest? Like, I'm sure when you were touring, you had to make sacrifices for coffee. Actually, no. No, I mean there was a couple spots where it was like, I only got like the bucks or like diner coffee, but for the most part, like every stop we had on tour had um pretty good coffee. I mean, like when you tour you pretty much just do a lot of like bigger cities. So it's like when you're in Brooklyn, like you can find a decent coffee shop somewhere. When you're in Chicago, you can find a decent coffee shop. So, um, yeah, I didn't have to make too many sacrifices. I think the only sacrifice I had to make in coffee was not having it. There would be times where it was like, Hey, we're just so like on the clock got to go where we just didn't have time to stop for coffee or anything. Yeah. How long did it take you to adjust when you were on the road to like, okay, this is life now. This is life. Yeah. I mean, I loved it right from the start. Okay. People who tour, it's either like you love it or you hate it. There's no in between. There's like, I got used to it. Um, and I was really where I was going to hate it. I also went on tour with people I had never met in my life is a band called Hall Coast from Australia. And so they, they're all Australian guys. And, uh, they got in contact with me through another friend I do audio for. And uh, like, hey, do you want to like mix front house for our tour? And I was like, sure, sounds good. <laughs> but uh, um, I had never met them. So I flew from SAC to Washington, D.C., which is where the tour started. Never meeting these guys and like just getting to know them. So that was a little like where I was like, man, what if I hate it and I'm with people I don't know, you know? <laughs> um, but I loved it. It was awesome. Yeah. I would do it again in a heartbeat. That's awesome, dude. It's like, I mean, you get kind of. It's almost like moving in with new roommates. Seriously. But you don't have a house. Yeah. So and you got to figure out how like everyone's like. Yeah. yeah. And But you're like also in a van. So everyone's already on edge. Yeah. You're in a van in yeah. the backseat of a van on like a six hour road trip. And you're like, man, this kind of sucks. But <laughs> yeah, it is kind of like that. It's easy to question your existence in those moments. Mm -hmm. Like, am I really, am I really here right now? Do I actually enjoy what I'm doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I did. It was honestly probably one of the best experiences of my life like traveling from washington dc all the way through canada all the way through the midwest all the way up the west coast so basically a full north american tour um and seeing the country that i live in like firsthand from a van window it was tight did that work relationship with that group has it mm -hmm. stayed since tour or have you yeah. stopped working with them? i mean it's hard to like keep in contact since they're like completely they're in the future you know <laughs> different time zone but um like we still hit each other up on like instagram and stuff post photos from that tour 
um, they, I was in talks with them about doing another like Canada run and like Brazil trip and everything. But, um, COVID hit, like we were talking about it and then just hit. So sucks. Yeah. But they're all great guys. That's sweet, man. Yeah. It was really fun to, um, yeah, just get to know people. It's funny. They actually know a lot about American politics in just America. And they're like, not even from here. They knew more, almost as much or more than I did. Just crazy to think about. Yeah. I feel like sometimes in America we get in this like thought you get in this like bubble of, well, we're America. So it's like, what do we, which sounds terrible, but yeah. it's like just as a excuse for our laziness. Absolutely. But you know, there's always excuses for that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you like are in a new creative space with these guys, obviously something that's on like, it's easy to be inspired when you're traveling through these like world-class cities like DC yeah. and New York city and stuff like that. But <laughs> what is it like stepping into a new space with like artists you have not worked with before? Like you're saying, you yeah. really had no relationship with them. Um, it definitely takes a lot of professionalism on both ends. Um, doing music with your friends is one thing. Doing music with people you've never met is another. So it's like with your friends, you have that relationship where you can challenge each other and be like, no, I don't think this sounds good. <laughs> you know? Um, but when you are strictly like client relationship kind of thing that, I mean, it, it bloomed into a friendship for sure. But like in the beginning when it's like, Hey, I don't know you, you don't know me. We don't know how each other work. Like, let's figure this out. Um, for me, I take the approach of like, they're the client and I got to make them happy. So their style of music and their sound is a lot different than what I typically mix, but they're really stoked on the mix because I just try to cater what they wanted so they'd be like hey can you have these instruments more forward these instruments more tucked back and like our vocals to sound this way and everything and i just do my best to make it sound the way they want it and yeah so you kind of have to put away your like personal like well i don't like that sound or i don't think that sounds good and you have to like bring in your like hey like you want this it's kind of like a uh, um, graphic design right like if someone like if you make a graphic you're like this looks sick and you send it to the client and they go hey i hate everything about it can you change it you either have to change it or you just lose the client so yeah is yeah. that something that you struggled with i mean i'm sure you still struggle with it but like being able to put austin frucci to the side and like mm. client first or success with the business partner first i think in the beginning when I was like really kind of new in the music industry and stuff, it was like, everything only sounds good one way. That's my way, you know? Um, but just listening to music, like if you listen to music, so, so many different genres have so many different sounds and they're all really good within their genre, right? You can have bad and good sounds within a specific genre. So like a really good rock sound is going to sound really bad in a folk band you know? yeah totally. so um you just have to really like cater to the sound and the music that they do and it once you put it in that perspective it's easy to put yourself aside like your music taste yeah and i i definitely think too it's like just when you have that end goal in mind yeah. of like okay this is where the project's going and if you can at least be in somewhat like you're saying a professional mm-hmm. relationship of like hey this is what we're trying to accomplish there's going to be hiccups yeah. but let's still focus on getting here and something i learned was like you can find no matter what kind of music you're into you can listen to any genre and find an artist within that genre that you like like people are like oh i hate country music or i hate metal or whatever you can probably find an artist within that genre 
and a sound that you're like, oh, that's sick. So when you put in that perspective, you're like, okay, I might not like folk or whatever. I'm going to listen to a ton of folk until I find an artist or a sound like, oh, I'm really inspired by that. And then you can apply it to like whatever you're doing. Yeah. So that's kind of the cool thing about coffee as well is it's like there's so many opportunities, especially in Sacramento. Like Sacramento is a great coffee city. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of better than a lot of people think than a lot of people give it credit for Mm hundred percent. Like you can go downtown and I mean, within 15, 20 minutes, there's five to 10 really, really high quality shops. Oh yeah. After touring, like I realized I'm like, oh my gosh, how lucky am I to be in SAC to have any, like, like a three block radius of amazing coffee, you know? Um, in certain cities, it was like, oh, like there's this one really cool coffee shop 20 minutes down the road, and that's kind of it for the next hour. <laughs> You're like, oh, sick. Um, and, th- and those were cities like Toronto, like big cities, you yeah, know? Yeah. So, yeah. It is weird how certain industries just get into like pockets and yeah. places. Like they're Sacramento. I mean, some of it I know is attributed to all the traffic through the capital. Like there's yeah. a lot of good cuisine downtown. A lot of people are taking lunch breaks, whatever it is, mm-hmm. having important meetings and that but it's like you just have random pockets like who would think that sacramento freaking california would have have, have one the of coffee the best. scene yeah, yeah yeah for real i mean it's not too far out of the bay area i like sacramento because yeah. it's like it's close to the bay area which coffee's huge there and it's close enough to like la and southern california where coffee's also super huge so it just makes sense how it just converges yeah sacramento is kind of in a weird like purgatory between Tahoe and, and the Bay. It's just like unsure. Literally, people are like, what is Sacramento? I, it's the valley, I guess, but it's like. There's 80. There's 80. 80 yeah. goes through it. Yeah. <laughs> That's like I forget constantly that I live in the capital of California. I know. It's the most <laughs> underwhelming capital of, of all time. Mo- it's like Michael Jordan's son. You yeah. Know? Like when he people- didn't even. Pl- it's not even. No co- I think he played in college, maybe, but maybe. it's like, come on. <laughs> did he? Yeah. Did he had he? a son? Did he? <laughs> And people are like, oh, it's most central. I'm like, it's not. Kind of. I guess. I mean, you're not going to do it in Fresno, so I get it. Yeah, or Stockton. Like, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> but it's it's so like, <laughs> dude, there are so many times I drive through the capital, Midtown. And I forget like, oh, yeah, that's like where like. That's real, a big deal. <laughs> that's like where like really important people yeah. fly to yeah. to like have yeah. important meetings about world affairs. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm just walking on the lawn. And line. I'm just walking on the lawn hanging out taking some whatever people are taking prom when people talk about like yeah trump visited or like biden visited or whoever the president is like visited the capital of california i never think like oh that's my backyard oh yeah yeah it's (laughs) like oh i could go see him i could go like be like oh hey no not once maybe do you think maybe one day sacramento will be more known for the coffee than the capital probably not probably never no but maybe, maybe, maybe if they move the capital, they're not even known for the capital. So. <laughs> and even that, they suck. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, it's a tough gig for Sacramento. No shade on the nine one six. We love it here. You actually, you didn't grow up here though. I did not. I grew up in Redding, California, which is like, not the capital. Not the capital. <laughs> no, uh, Redding is very much. There's only two. Well. There's only two or three types of people that live in Redding. Okay. There's people that live in Redding that call it Redden. I live in Redden. Redden. Yeah, Red. There's no G at the end. It's just Redden. And those people usually were born and raised in Redding, never left. Their granddad lived in Redding. Their dad lived in Redding. 
they own the same car dealer that their uncle owned in yep. Reading, and uh, they call it Redden. Um, that should tell you enough about who they are. <laughs> um, after that, there are an insane amount of like trendy people and like hipster people because of like Bethel church, you know, is in Reading for people that, that know of Bethel church, but it's like a lot of people either li- like live their whole entire lives in Reading or they are just visiting for this church and that's it. And there's no in between. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah. So for me, I was like the abnormally that like people are like, Oh, you just moved. Like I was in second grade. So like, they'd be like, Oh, like you moved. Like, do you, are your parents going to Bethel church? And I was like, no, dad got work here. <laughs> like, yeah, that's about it. And so, um, Reading is a really cool place. If you like outdoors, it's the best. Yeah. It's, uh, that dad got work here line is a classic in my upbringing too. Dad got work here. Found myself Fastest in. Fastest kid, am I right? Yeah. The in, most interesting one I found myself in was Kalispell, Montana, mm-hmm. which is about 25 minutes outside of Glacier National Park. That's like yeah. the reference to people because Kalispell is like 25,000 people. It's not, oh, yeah. you know, unless you've lived in Montana, you're not really going to know what it is. But there's kind of, so I spent some time growing up in Missouri too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I would say there's two Missourians. There's the people that say Missouri. Missouri. <laughs> there's the people that say Missouri. And then there's the misery, the true misery. The true, uh, absolute The misery. absolute people who think it's just terrible. But I mean, Were it's you not, in that camp? No. I, I like, I mean, I live in St. Louis, so it's a city. It's a little bit different. It's sure. like when you live in Redding, it's nothing like San Francisco, obviously. So it's like. No. Going to the city in Redding was Sacramento. Yeah, yeah. We're going to the city. Rich is like, okay, okay you guys got a basketball team. And like a couple forget buildings that. over 20 stories. <laughs> I forget that, dude. Yeah. We have a na- national basketball team. Dude, not to keep throwing shit on Sacramento, but the skyline Do is it. really underwhelming. Underwhelming. Basketball team sucks. Like when a when a bridge that's not the Golden Gate that's or the, the Brooklyn deal. Bridge is the biggest thing in your city. It's like, come on, dude. That's tough. Like it lifts up in the middle. That is pretty sweet. It does. Let the record show. It I didn't even know that. The- you didn't know that? No. Okay, anyways. Probably haven't tried to cross it when it's up. Sorry, I haven't brushed up on my history of Sacramento lessons here yet. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Also, like, founding place, like, the gold rush. Yeah. Crazy. Which is also just crazy in general that people used to dig through dirt so that they could yeah. eat dinner. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But how underwhelming Sacramento is, is, like, when I was on tour, we had two stops in California, L.A., San Francisco. And I was like, oh, have you guys ever played Sacramento? And they're like, where's that? <laughs> yep. Yeah, Sacramento's kind of like opening up a county fair next to Disney World. You know? <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, oh, this is a this is a good idea. Like, it's fun for the locals. Was it? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It's like never profitable. No. Just never in the black. Don't get me wrong. I love Sacramento. I live here. <laughs> yeah, like I'm clearly not running away anytime soon so i actually love it because it's i not say i live in roseville like if you're from sacramento i live in roseville yeah but if when you're you... from anywhere but sacramento i live in sacramento yeah like when, <laughs> when, when people are like where are you from and you say roseville and they don't live in california they're like sacramento oh it's sick oh, is that the capital yeah is that <laughs> yeah. the capital yeah it is easy segue in that conversation nothing to talk about oh it's the capital yeah Do as you know... if i have any interest in california politics did you know that like Kim Kardashian and Kanye West and those guys, like they would travel to the Capitol to hang out with politicians. That's never seen them in my life. Yeah. They didn't stop at four score once. No. 
It, it would be a little out of the way. Eh, 30 minutes. We did have a band stop in here one time that was on tour. Oh, really? Sin Kane. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It, currently on tour. Not currently. Just sorry. underground about dive a, bars. About a year and a half. They oh. were, it was like, they played at Harlow's. I think they were coming from Harlow. So they were playing oh. some decent venues. Um, but it was like the coolest. This was the coolest experience for me. Mm-hmm. So Voodoo by D'Angelo was on. You'll yeah. appreciate that. And the front man like came in and he's like, mm-hmm. oh, who's DJing? And I had like my moment <laughs> in the hot, DJ? hot sun. It's like, oh, who's DJing? <laughs> The and, steam uh, one, like, you yeah, know, has exactly, the steam come exactly, off. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I like, whew, it was like that kind of moment, you yeah. know? Um, but yeah, we just got to like rap about music and it was literally the best thing. And I think that at like working here at Foursquare, that is the best part of Absolutely. just the crowd that comes in here and like the characters I've met. And I mean that in the best and way. And how just, diverse and different the crowd is. There are so many people that I'm like, these people would never run in the same circles. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But they're at the same coffee shop right yeah, now. Totally. It is interesting. That is cool about coffee is it's really not, it does not discriminate. Like mm-hmm. anyone wants a warm cup of coffee in the morning. Like it's yeah. not, you get people coming in all parts of their day. Like well, I think that's walks. what's cool about Fourscore is like, I'm, I'm sure you've experienced like going to like a third wave shop somewhere and you ordering something and you get like a macchiato or a Gibraltar mm-hmm. or whatever. And they go, okay, cool, sounds good. And the person behind you gets like a vanilla latte, and they're like, oh, I guess, you know. And you're like, oof, like that, that stuff. Like, I mean, it's the pretentiousness and like the stereotype of third wave coffee. But that's what's the cool thing about four scores. We don't, we don't carry that. Like, we're not like, oh, you're getting a white mocha, man. Have you tasted our espresso? You know, like it's not like that. It's we want to cater to whoever wants whatever they want you know and so that's that's what i think why we have such a diverse crowd is we have the people that are like can i just get a straight shot of espresso and then we also have the people that are like uh can i get a white mocha with vanilla added and like, sure you know whatever i'll whip it up i'll whip you up i'll the best whip it up although we don't have whipped cream had. so we can't whip yeah we don't up. have whipped cream that's where the line is drawn we don't have whipped cream do i put whipped cream on my hot chocolate at home yes 100 percent. you do i actually do yeah it's tough it's not tough. It's great. It's so good. It's the best thing. It's so good. I hope that might pick that up. Oh, 100%. There's yeah. no way it didn't. No way. No. Um, the thing that I find interesting is that if, like, I don't know why there, you, when people get to a certain level of understanding of something, that mm-hmm. there becomes this, like, exclusivity to it. It's yeah. the same. I play a lot of golf, as you know. And it's got golf, the green jacket on. Golf is Gusta one day, maybe. Um, <laughs> But it's the same thing. It's like, it's so stuffy. And it's like, if you really cared about this thing and loved it, mm-hmm. you would want to share it with people. Absolutely. There's only two courses. Yeah. There's there's the people that are like really stuffy at the course. You're like, ooh, I saw you hitting the sand twice today. And then there's people at the course. Then there's the courses that are like just thrashed. Yeah. Because anyone walks onto it in shorts. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's sick. brutal. And that's like, I mean, that's kind of how like third wave coffee has become it's like the elite country club that just went public yeah and it's like okay so we do have the macchiatos in here we do have the absolute sticks that play every day yeah but then we also got like the beginners yeah the amateurs are coming and we yeah. gotta meet we gotta love the we amateurs. gotta love on them we were all there maybe get them some golf lessons maybe get them some lessons you know first one's on the house First yeah. coffee's on the house. First lesson's on the house. Yeah, and then we'll figure it out from there, you know? Yeah, it's like you got to... We should start doing that. We should start doing tastings. 
bring people in, be like, hey, let's give you a coffee lesson. Dude, it's the allegory of the cave. We just gotta bring them, just gotta bring them to the light. <laughs> bring them to the light. Bring them to the light. But what about the people who love white mochas? <laughs> what about the people who are stuck in darkness? <laughs> <laughs> That's savage. Um, we love you guys. I love you guys. I literally, dude, the thing that I tell people, like you can, sometimes I feel a customer getting uncomfortable when there's like i have i'm pouring vanilla syrup like adding extra syrup in there mm -hmm. and i always tell them i'm just like you gotta drink it like don't i'm not yeah mad. like this isn't how i make my coffee yeah. but that's fine like it's your drink different stuff gets us up in the morning <laughs> I think, you know I think tanner said that today where like someone came in and they were like can i get a cold brew and then he's like sure he's like oh and some warm milk on top and he was like you want me to steam some milk and put it on top of your cold brew and she's like i know it's weird and he's like <laughs> your drink <laughs> whatever you want like yeah weirdo oh my gosh that is weird that's kind of where the lines there are certain it well it's just like sometimes uh, someone orders a drink so obscure that you're not sure if they know what they're getting into like i got a matcha yeah with an ad shot one time i've seen that before it's weird it's like it's like if you like a bitter drink it's fine i've tasted it. it's my brain blows up it's yeah weird which is like you know but yeah. it, it's okay. They'll, yeah, they'll, they'll live. They'll live. But I'm just always like, which we do know we're all on the same page of what is about to happen yeah. in this drink, right? Which you know, matcha has like a ton of caffeine in it. Yeah, already. So adding a shot is just going to blow like, your heart up. <laughs> Although uh, matcha health tip number one of the day, um, it does kind of give that like smooth energy. It's not like energy yeah. drink energy where it's like overwhelming and you get jittery. I do like that about matcha. Like if yeah. I've had too much coffee throughout the day. Yerba mate does that too. Yerba, yes, true. Yerba mate is my favorite tea of all time. Okay, your the the brand or the just the tea itself. Yerba mate is a tea. I know, itself. but do you drink the brand like yerba mate? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, ice cans. In the cans? No, I just drink straight like loose leaf yerba mate. Fair. When you go into a coffee shop, do you expect them to have good tea? No, because I'm not going into a tea shop. I expect them to have good coffee. But there's coffee. not like, you know what I'm saying though. There's yeah. not tea shops. Like there, there's okay. How that's I, I All the tea shops are really pissed. At I, me ex right now. <laughs> I expect coffee shops to have tea. I don't expect them to have amazing tea. Next question: the pastries. Ooh, if your coffee shop and don't have good pastries, like what are you doing? Exactly. Get out of the game. Exactly. Like, figure it out. Yeah. It's and don't and don't try to mask it with like we have sandwiches. Like who cares? Yeah. Like give me a scone with my coffee. And it better be good. It's facts. Facts. That's facts. I got nothing left to say on that. That's facts. That's facts. Although I, I think that uh, we don't have enough honest. Like there are a lot of five star Yelp reviews. Mm -hmm. Every once in a while, we need some more one star Yelp reviews. Jerry Seinfeld has a joke about this. He says basically, like, that's the reason restaurants close. Like waiter comes around, asks, you know, how's the food? Yeah, how's the food? No one gives the honest opinion. It sucks. No one ever tells them to fix it. Yeah. She's going to keep serving the crappy food. They shut down one day. Yeah. So it's like, you know, we need a little. We need a little nudge. We need a little matcha with an ad shot every once in a while, you know? <laughs> an occasional. Yeah. Occasional yeah. one. Yeah. One that just kind of punches you in the gut and you're just like, oh, I don't know, I'll fix that. What's the. Well, okay. Do you, ever... <laughs> Do you ever. <laughs> it's not going to be that heavy, don't worry. Oh. Do you ever. Yes, you have, obviously. But sometimes when you go into a shop and like you have that expectation of a great cup because like you see that they have an Ethiopian 
and then it's not what you expected it to be. Yeah. How do you handle yourself in that moment? It's tough. I know. Tough question. So I walk into a coffee shop. They have an Ethiopian. I taste it. It's not as, it's not what I wanted it or expected it to be. That's the question. What do I do? Yeah. It depends. It's a bad question. I know. If it's my first time in the shop, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. Be like, I'll come back again. Try it. If it's like, you know, you're 0 for 2. I'm a baseball player, you know? Yeah. Three strike rule, right? If you're 0 for 2, that's tough. If I come back a third time and I get like something else and that's tough, it's like, okay, you got to figure this out. But if, but if it's like I've been in like a couple times and it's typically good and I just like had a cup of coffee, it's like, ah, it tastes a little weird. That's usually either going to be barista error or just like weird batch. That's fine. We all have those. Foursquare has those. I've had plenty of barista errors where I've handed things to people and they're like, this is weird. And I'm like, oh, that's probably because I suck. But here you go. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that is one thing about coffee is it it's really easy, but it's really difficult at the same time. It's really easy to mess up. Very easy to mess up. And so, which is why it sketches me out when people are like, I got my home espresso machine. And I'm like, good luck. I barely can do it here. (laughs) It is like, that is always a hard thing to tell people. And they're like, like people ask me a lot, oh, I'm going to get a home set up, like blah, blah, blah. I'm going to get this. And it's like, you know, it's going to be expensive if you're going to do it right. Because it, it, in my experience, it will be. It can only be so good if you're going to get the cheap stuff. Yeah. Like you're naturally limiting yourself. And so it's, I've seen so many faces turned down mm-hmm. from a grin when they're like, how much is it? How much? Like, well, the grinder is like a couple yeah. grand. And My then, favorite thing is when people come in and they're like, what espresso beans do you use in your espresso? And I go, probably the bag that's labeled espresso. Original espresso. And they go, okay, cool. But what else would be good? I'm like, well, any of them like i don't know that is the, the relativity of the question what is good yeah is so hard to answer so hard because we've had all of our beans on single origin at one point yeah and they're all pretty good different th- it's just different it's just different it's just different i think people think like oh certain beans are only roasted for pour over or for espresso it's like no you can use yes and no you know what i'm saying like there are yeah. certain roasters obviously do it with but you mind, can make but... a batch of espresso in like batch brew yeah and it'll probably taste like vanguard and no one's gonna die no one's gonna think twice nope nothing's gonna i've poured either. vanguard in the espresso machine before on accident and served it that's tough it's tough did it on accident and if it you were at Forceware that day you can come up to me personally and i will give you a free drink because that we're sorry we're sorry but i did ask my lead at the time and they're like eh, it's probably fine and i was like okay because it was like at the that point- lead doesn't work here anymore <laughs> it was at the point do where- they work here i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was at the point where it was like it was all mixed yeah, in it was like yeah. we either have to throw away this whole hopper or yeah. we just serve it and so it was just a, it was a blend it was a vanguard espresso blend yeah and it was good to some it's like a liqueur and vanilla lattes a hint of vanguard just a squeeze of Vanguard. <laughs> the essence of Vanguard. The essence of Vanguard. Um, when, actually, okay, I do want to talk about this because you, yeah, you did meet. Well, not meet no. your wife through the. You met your wife through the sack coffee scene. Absolutely. Could we say that? that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Absolutely. Yeah. I technically met her at the Rock of Roseville Church. Okay. Met, like, Technicality. Met, yeah. Like, it, met. Yeah. 
but I didn't actually like know her. It was kind of like one of those like, oh, like here's a massive group of people that you're all meeting at once. And she was in that group. Yeah. Didn't even talk twice to her kind of thing. She was like, oh, yeah, cool, whatever. And um, but I would say like I officially like met her in coffee. I uh, I've always thought about that. I have the thoughts of like, is my future spouse? Have I met them yet? Isn't that such an interesting thing? Like it is. I've go, definitely asked that question before Ooh. I was married. And you did. And I did. I had oh, met gosh. my wife while I was trying to date other people. <laughs> Isn't that funny to think about? It is funny to think about. Like, That's oh, why I'm laughing. You met you met you met the person you're gonna spend forever with and uh you are still trying to date other I people. Know. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a tough one. Do you guys talk about that? Mm, no. Okay. We don't really think twice I about wasn't. it. I wasn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. Fair. She we're mature. She uh, dated someone, I think she's either dating someone while we met or had just broken up with said person. Can't remember. And I also knew said person pretty well. They went to school with me, but I didn't know her. It was really funny. Was that like a weird thing? Yeah. I didn't know him that well. Like we weren't like, hey, what are you doing this weekend? Yeah. It was just yeah like, that is helpful. Yeah. Didn't have to interact with him. Didn't have to interact. Yeah. He's married now. So it all worked out. She's married. He's married. I'm married. We're all married. Beautiful. Beautiful. A lovely thing. Lovely thing. Marriage. Yes, it is. You know what else is a lovely thing? Tell me. Getting to play music in a coffee shop. It is. Dude, what is your favorite? Like, Go what? to? Yeah. What's the vibe? Open. It's about 7.30. Um, not very busy today. Just kind of slow. It's a slow Wednesday, let's slow say. Slow Wednesday. You kind of woke up early. It's cold. Kind of woke up early. It's cold. Um... I'm going to say, like, instant go-to for me is going to be, like, Bon Iver. Classic. It's That's cla- just it's classic. A, it's a classic. Like, like, oh, this is a coffee shop. It's a coffee shop. It's chill. But it's, like, edgy enough to be, like, oh, it's still cool. That's, like, when um, I hear Bon Iver, it's, like, this is a coffee shop yeah. for sure. James Blake's a good go-to. Very coffee shop. Very coffee shop. Um, I mean, James is at McMorrow. Also very coffee that's shop. All like, that's all, like, my morning playlist kind of yeah, yeah, vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I used to ask this question to Nate Haynes, one of our coworkers. He, uh, um, we'd come in together, like, all right, what's the vibe? Are we trying to do like downtown Bay Area vibes? Are we trying to do like Midtown LA vibes? You know, (laughs) like what's like what's the music scene we're going for? It was like downtown Bay Area vibes. We're playing, you know, like '90s hip hop and like rap and stuff like that. If it's like LA vibes, it was like pop, bedroom, like like Laney, yeah, all that stuff. Like stuff that makes you go. Like yeah. that. Yeah. Just like that. So Dude, I think that I'm biased to hip hop, but I think it's the best coffee shop music. It is. It really is. It really is. I, I mean pop. You wanna you wanna expand upon that? Let's for expand. The people a yeah. bit let's expand. Let's let's say it loud for the people in the back, you know? Yeah. So um one time for you mind one time to <laughs> quote the nasty Nas. Okay, go ahead. Are we just gonna quote hip hop for the rest of the, maybe. the, rest of the podcast? No, maybe. Oh, okay. But um it's it's the best because it is you could have a wide variety of hip hop to where it is chill enough to like you walk in at 730. You're just waking up. You're not like blown in your face by like music, but it's like, oh, there's a beat. There's a groove. I'm just vibing. Get my coffee. But it's also upbeat enough to where when it's busy with a line out the door, you're like feeling good. Yeah, definitely. It keeps the energy, keeps the energy up. But like it's a perfect medium. It's not too hyped but it's not too like downcast. I mean, there's nothing worse than like working like a rush 
and you have like bony bear on the background and it's like oh i'm really motivated to make coffee fast yeah you're not like yeah, that yeah literally it's like yeah but you have a beat in the back and you're like oh this is tight hopefully not that fast that'd be like a house song yeah it's like it's, a house. yeah it's, it's, yeah we don't need that we have a d'angelo like d'angelo is perfect for any vibe that type of falsetto is just something i want to drink my coffee to all the time it's legendary it really is legendary what's the most yeah legendary coffee shop you've ever been to ever been to that's a tough question that's like what's your favorite album maybe like a off top what like what are some coffee shops that stick out to you that are doing it right coffee shops that are doing it right that stick out to me um wow that's tough i really like um ladder coffee in spokane washington they're doing it right they're sick i love ladder a lot um they're really good uh they have just expanded a ton which is awesome like good for them they're crushing it in the middle of covid um and uh, they're definitely my favorite in like the spokane washington area um the mill local sacramento like they're doing it right man i love the mill they're great if i'm in sacramento and people are like you want to get coffee like the mill is my go-to um they're really good uh other people doing it right that's not like local um let me think i mean i'm just trying to think of places i went on like tour and stuff uh there's another place in spokane called indaba i've been to spokane a lot because my parents live there yeah yeah so it's like Classic. whatever but um yeah so far that just stick right out like ladder excuse me ladder in spokane and uh the mill sacramento i mean four scores great but that's like bias so yeah like, super bias keep that out it's like so biased yeah i can't i can't be like four scores the best shop see you tomorrow like that's just yeah gross gross don't do that i would never do that um they all they all different vibes like like cat and cloud right they live they live they are located in um like santa cruz but they're completely different vibe than like ladder coffee like cat and cloud is upbeat it's kind of like the really good version of dutch bros (laughs) Yeah. It's like upbeat. Like a specialty. Yeah. Yeah. In it, the best way possible. In the best way possible. It's like upbeat, in your face. Like, what can we get you? Like, what's up, dude? All this stuff. But their coffee's really good. Yeah. Um, and then uh oh, uh Sight Glass in San Francisco is unreal. They're super good. So is um uh James Coffee. No, not James. They're also another coffee shop that's really good too. But I'm thinking of Andy Town. Okay. Yep. yep. Andy Town is doing it right in San Francisco as well. So, um, all those places—they're all different vibes, right? So, like Andy Town is like this like hole in the wall, hole in the wall like coffee shop that people like come into. You have like someone in a beanie, like in like a dark shadow figure, like what can I get you? You know, kind of thing. So it's just different. So it depends on what you're in the mood for. That's cool though. Yeah. It again, there's so many places to find good coffee. Mm-hmm. There's so many ways to do it. Um. I think that is like one of the most exciting things is when you get to go into a new shop. It's like, it's just like opening a present. Yeah. What What is your go to drink testing out a new shop? Oh, it's so difficult. I'm I am not a like you know even when I come in here like I switch it up a lot like all the time. Summer I do I do like iced coffee. I I think iced and hot is uh, can be done mm. equally as well. I, an iced americano is always like a good. It's a classic. Yeah. I mean, uh, something with not a lot of water in it. 
taste how the espresso is. Um, if it's morning, I like a cappuccino mm. or a Gibraltar, maybe, or like I don't do macchiatos anymore only yeah. because I'm like, I cannot pay four or five bucks for a splash of milk in for your shot. This. Yeah. Like it's just. Can I blow your mind though? Here's, uh-huh. here's your next go to order when you're like ordering something, right? Because when you check out a coffee shop, you're going to get caffeinated. You're like, I'm here for the caffeine, right? Order either their drip, like batch brew, or like a pour over of the coffee that you see, and either a shot of espresso on the side or a one in one. Fair. Because then you Fair. get the whole spectrum. The one in one is not going to add that much more caffeine or is the shot of espresso. So it's like you can try their batch brew or their pour over stuff. Because a lot of coffee shops are really known for their like amazing pour overs, but their espresso sucks and vice versa. So you get to try it all. Batch brew, pour over setup, and their espresso. And I like to do the one in one because you taste the espresso by itself and with milk. I respect that. I, I definitely, I would say now that you're making me think a little deeper about this a shot a cap and a shot Mm -hmm. although it is essentially the same not it's not essentially the same no they're different but you're getting the espresso with milk without milk i just feel like i'm usually coffee before food in the morning so Mm -hmm. if i go to a coffee shop and i go like pour over shot of espresso (laughs) my tummy's just yelling at me the rest of the day that's why you gotta bring a breakfast burrito with you that's true that is true there's nothing that hits quite as good as a breakfast burrito with coffee it, uh, peanut different. butter toast is my like really number one coffee combo. Well, I mean, if we're doing like specific combos, I'm 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 an avocado toast guy. Then avo toast, avo toast with my coffee, dude. Every maybe time. we should get some avo toast here at Fourscore. We've tried toast. How'd it work? Didn't didn't take off. Didn't well, we didn't really put toasty. it out. We didn't put it out. We were like, oh, we're gonna. <laughs> You're the worst. <laughs> we were gonna put it. We were gonna like be like, hey, like here's a. Uh, toast but people are like yeah we know what that is dude <laughs> no i'll make that at home no but but it just we just never we never went through with it i think ruth like had a bunch of like yeah stuff lined up and just never never put it on the menu yeah and it is like it's a lot of work quality control quality control do we want to be the coffee shop that sells toast no we want to be the coffee shop that sells really good coffee amen exactly so where did you start um, in your audio mixing career? Career. Career. Um, Does that make it sound better? A little bit. Okay, good. A little enunciation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, where, where did I get started in that? Um, a lot. So I started off as a musician, as a bass player. No, guitar player. Well, I started off playing violin like everyone does in fourth grade, and then I played that through high school. But then... Um, I got to a point where I started playing bass for church and um, was just playing bass having, or was playing guitar, having fun, realized I sucked at guitar and was better at bass naturally, switched over to bass, um, and then just ran with bass for years, loved it. And then I got to a point where I was an intern at the church for, for like the music and uh, the worship director was like, excuse me, the, the music director was like, uh, hey, you should try doing audio. It would really help you with being a musician. I was like, okay. So um, I just learned basic audio, like how to plug XLR cables in, how to like push faders up. You know, that's kind of like literally all it is. Um, And then I just started learning more and more, just finding different resources, YouTubing a lot, 
just checking out things on how people mix. Um, and I didn't want to mix. I wanted to be like the rock star, like cool guy on stage. Um, and, uh, just one day the, the music director pulled me aside, my boss, and he was like, you really should do audio. It's one, you're naturally good at it. And two, like bass players are a dime a dozen, but like good audio engineers are really hard to find. So I was like, okay. So I, uh, just really started pursuing audio, fell in love with it. Like there's moments where I remember mixing and I like lift my head up from the console and I was like, wow, like I made this, like it sounds unreal. And I like created that, which is awesome. Um, and I uh, just ran with it since eventually started doing different aspects of audio where I did like monitors. So I do people's like in your mixes. Um, and then I now do broadcast engineering, which is like basically studio work. And now I'm mixing records for friends and people and stuff like that. And that's really fun to, yeah. to mix uh, like records that get put on Spotify and people listen to it and just keep it growing. Just keep it growing. Besides the, uh, music director, did you like, what other motivators did you have to do audio really push you in that direction? Um, I think career motivators did because like, I was like, well, if I want to make music a career, what is easier to do that? being a bass player or an audio engineer and knowing that like really good bass players are like you, anyone can be a really, really good bass player if they really practice hard enough, which means there's a lot of really good bass players out there. And knowing my work ethic, I was like, I don't have the like ability, not the ability. I don't have like the drive to like put in the six hours a day of bass practice yeah. to get really good. Like a lot of people do. So there's always going to be someone better than me at bass. Um, but there's also always going to be someone better than me at audio. There's always someone better than you at everything. But um, it was like, I would rather spend that time just nerding out and like looking at different compression techniques and different mixing techniques and stuff. And realizing that really good audio engineers are far and few to come by. So they're just an easier opportunity to have a career in that because you'll get hired more for things. Yeah. I think that's something that a lot of people neglect is the practicality of like, yeah, this is a sick job when I am on stage for that yeah. hour at night. Yeah. But is it sick when you have to wake up at eight 30 the next day and like make beats all day basically? Yeah. <laughs> like seriously. Or it's, or, or it's, it's sick with like this last two months that I've had gigs back to back, but the next six months where I, could not land a gig to save my life. Like that sucks, you know? So with the audio, it's easy to be like, okay, so I have a couple gigs this week to like go do like a dive bar show somewhere. But I also have this record I'm mixing for people as well. So yours, there's always different ways to find work doing that. And so. Yeah. And there's also too, it's difficult. While I work for a coffee shop. <laughs> the, uh, we talked a little bit about this earlier, but just sometimes it can be hard to, have kind of like a it's really easy to get discouraged when you have people critiquing your stuff like oh, putting yeah. your ego to the side but there's also you have to have the balance of being able to like trust your your gut and mm -hmm. like the thing that motivated you to even do this in the first place and yeah. like when you aren't getting those gigs for six months like it's kind of like the one star thing right like i only got to where i'm at with audio because i had people listen to my mixes and go this sounds like trash, yeah. you know? And I was like, Oh, sick. Well, tell me how to not make it sound like trash. And, uh, they do, they come alongside you and they're like, I would do this, change this, change this. And it sounds awesome. You know, like 
oh, sick. And then you just take that and run with it. So um, it definitely like mixing is definitely like I'm a type four. So like it's definitely an art where you're like, oh, someone didn't like what I created. And then you want to crawl in a hole and just never wake up again. But, you know, it's it takes that sometimes to get you to like be better and change. So, yeah, totally. I mean, it makes a huge difference also when you have it's very easy to create all these things in your room by yourself. Mm -hmm. But then when you really are putting them out there to be critiqued and it's like, it, that's yeah. the, that's it's the real thing. Yeah. It's tough. It if is. If it sucks, tough shit. Like it's you never, gotta, yeah. you gotta it's, do it better. is never easy to do that. Like it's never easy for me to like send like mixes back to like artists and be like, what do you think? Yeah. For <laughs> you know, because they're going to critique it. They're going to be like, here's everything I would change. And you're yeah. like, cool. And sometimes like you don't any, take it personally. You wouldn't change. Yeah. <laughs> Do you just want to mix it? Like you can just do it, but um, it's it's definitely good because every artist has a different perspective and different ear and stuff. Most of the time, they respond back and like, "This sounds awesome. I would change these things." And you're like, "Okay, cool, whatever." To get into that spot where you are in a creative space, do you feel like it takes more internal or like external motivators for you to get there? Uh, probably internal. Like I get really motivated by listening to music. I'll be like, oh, that sounds sick. I think I know how they did that and like go and do that. Um, external motivators, like I'm not really good with that. When people like be like, hey, you should go do this. I'm like, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> like I'm in control of me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty good with like internal stuff of like, I'm an internal processor. Well, I do externally process a lot, but I do a lot of like motivational processing internally, so. What was the last project you listened to that made you want to go out and create? Go out and create. Um, wow. I mean, that's a daily thing. Like I'm, I'm like, I listen to like new music Friday on Spotify constantly and like finding different things, different songs. I'm like, this is sick. Um, like John Mark McMillan's record, uh, the, uh, light thunder and lightning or whatever, it, or what is it called? Something with lightning. I'm right? not. I'm, Anyways, yeah. something with lightning, uh, uh, is really good. It's like edgy. It's older. It's but it's it's sick. It sounds unreal. D'Angelo's record, like unreal. Um, there's like some other like pop records that are really good. Uh, that just like it all depends on the genre. Like pop stuff, it, that's all like kind of MIDI programmed, like on like keyboards. So I'm not really super good at that. But um, there's just stuff that's like, I'll notice something about a record, like, oh, the drums sound huge on this record, or the guitars sound crazy, and like, just picking that off and figuring out how to make that happen. Do you feel like you hear bass more on stuff since that was the instrument you played? Um, Actually, it was really hard for me to hear bass on a lot of things for a long huh. time, like a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people, like, when you're like, oh, did you hear that bass line? They're like, what was that? Like, you know, um, but... Uh, you see that Bigfoot? It was kind of like that question. With the yeah, exactly. <laughs> see that Bigfoot? Yeah. So, um, no, I mean, now it's easy for me because I'm like, I've trained my ear to hear that. Uh, but I kind of just listen to music as a whole. Like, I'm not like specifically looking for like, what do the guitars sound like? I just listen. And then the thing that like sticks out, I'm like, oh, that's tight. Yeah. That's a, I've definitely had moments where I'm like, either it's in an elevator or like Target and mm -hmm. something i'm like pulling out shazam i'm like yo this is hot what like is what, yeah. what is this dude that's chipotle for me chipotle's got a chipotle's heat playlist every years. time they do they had some tribe called quest on they got yeah they got some good stuff on in there for sure yeah but that is so it's have you ever been in a spot where it's just like 
a weird place, drop everything. I need to like write this down. Chipotle. Chipotle. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'll be eating my bowl and it's like usually like alone because I'm like on a lunch break and then I'll be like, <laughs> and then and I'm just the guy in the middle of the room with their yeah, phone up yeah, like this. Like, totally. Totally. What? <laughs> you know? No shame though. Absolutely yeah. no shame. It is weird how there's certain like phones became so normalized, but there's still certain like unwritten yeah. rules with the phone that you're not supposed to do. Oh yeah. Certain places you shouldn't be taking selfies and whatnot. Oh yeah. Or, or like this move, like you have your phone, like this is like, oh, I'm just texting. This is like, I'm taking a photo of you. I, the slight tilt. The slight tilt. The slight so tilt. it's like, like, can you keep that? It that's subtle? a no go. That's yeah. where we got to do the grandma move to record. And even people. this right now, I, I, this makes you feel awkward, doesn't it? It's uncomfortable. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. There's a camera right here. Not uncomfortable. makes you feel weird. That camera makes me feel weird. Yeah, you don't know if I'm recording or not. I'm so I feel weird. Yeah, I already feel weird. Should a I lot. do the rest of the podcast? No. Like, okay, no. But for me, just for me, just for you. Yeah. But yeah, so that's my story in audio and how I got started and why I love to do it. And mixing projects is fun. It's also like I'm an introvert. So I love work where I don't have to talk to people. Yeah. <laughs> like I love being able to like, oh, I have to spend the next six hours staring at my laptop editing music. Right. Into it. You know? <laughs> like way into that. That's a that's a good thing, man. I'm I gotta I need people, I guess. Yeah. Unfortunately. That's why coffee's great for you. Coffee is great, man. I go home from my coffee shop job drained. I'm ready to fight someone after I leave the coffee shop. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> Like in a good way. Oh. Like fight for something good. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like fight other people. Not like you're just in rage and just want to punch someone. Some days. Have you ever had um, all audio cut out in the middle of a show? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So I <laughs> I had my I had my subs. I was mixing in front of house for a like 1,200 person like worship night kind of thing. And like my subs just like the breaker that was powering them just tripped mid like mid build it was like dot 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 everyone's like silent disco like, it was like what the heck but i mean like you still heard like the mains yeah. but like all the low end that you're like oh this feels awesome it's just gone yeah and i i was like panicking i was like i blew the subs yeah. i was like i blew them this is bad and i like ran to the back to like check them out and i like found the breaker and just like flipped it <laughs> so you just hear like <laughs> like randomly just like like kind of amazing kind of intense um like dude who's mixing this is sick. this is sick. So sick. but <laughs> that same sh like night like that same show or night or whatever you want to call it like um <laughs> the drummer's pack like his in-ear pack died so like <laughs> that that was like i was the only audio guy and for something that big you typically have like a front of house guy a monitor guy yeah, like stage hands. at least yeah it was just me i don't know yeah. how that happened it was just like it was for a worship it was a yeah. church event. That's yeah. So there was like, hey, yeah. you got this, right? And I'm like, I guess. Like, yeah. but um, and so I like the 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 house audio guy was like, hey, I just bought this new pack. Should be good to go. So I assumed it was like, oh, sick. Like, he's got new batteries in it. We're we're chilling. Didn't think twice about it. I was already like trying to patch the whole stage myself. So um it was just that the whole thing was a nightmare. But the drummer again mid build was like da 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 da. He just like gets up, it like gets up and walks out and was like, I was like, where's he going? Like, what the heck, you know? And he walks all the way around to front of house and goes, my pack died. <laughs> I'm like, go get some battery. Like, what do you want me to do about it? And so I like find batteries. I was like, here you go, man. And he was like, thanks. And like walks back. 
Dude, that's like me with so many aspects of my life. Yeah. I'm just like bringing my dead battery pack to someone and I'm like, fix it. Fix it. Fix it. The problem is, is like the band, they didn't stop as if like the drummer stopped. They were just going as hard. So the guitars are just like going super hard. No drums. There was a, <laughs> uh, I had a similar experience. I was playing, um, I played guitar in a worship band for a little bit. Yeah. But the song we were playing, I was like, I was basically cued in by the bass player for like a little like fill or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I can't like the second the song starts, I can't hear any of the bass. Just and like, it's just nothing. And I'm like trying. And so, of course, I'm like trying to like back in the booth. I'm like, up, up. Yeah. He, he doesn't know what to turn on. No, he's, he he ain't got, there. he's got no idea. He's dialing something. He else. doesn't know. I can't hear. No. And so this is the same thing. So I'm just like just the most tentative nervous like hopefully i don't know trying if people to figure can it hear out this yeah. when am i hopping in um fill of my entire life but it was just a similar like okay time to handle the chaos yeah how are we gonna do yeah it's nuts there's a lot of things that people don't know like that go on with like music it's like dude it's like um pilots with planes like mm -hmm. apparently engines in planes like one of the engines will go out and that's like a big fairly deal. well no, no no it's like somewhat common though oh yeah but they're just like tra you know but i'm never gonna know that no the cabin's never getting that information no, no. Like, <laughs> i was not like hey uh first class just so you know um the engine's gone out if you look to your left you'll see smoke coming yeah, out like, like what's up new york our subwoofers just went out like, yeah like no, like nobody's austin's on it yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> like sick yeah pilot gabe is just over here just like trying to screw things in like just know? whipping it ghost riding the whip oh <laughs> literally Dude, I don't even know what would happen if they like over the intercom, like, just so you know, the the gas mask are gonna fall from the uh, the ceiling here. Our left engine's gone out. Don't worry though, happens all the time. <laughs> like the, the thing that I am always shocked too is when pilots like how much they say uh. uh I'm like, is this your first time reading through this? Is this your first time flying, man? Like <laughs> you said this what at least like three times today already. Yeah. And it's just, uh, it's your, uh captain speaking. Uh, like, this is your um, like, captain uh, speaking. It's like, obviously. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah. Like, who else would be speaking on the next to me. Yeah. She's not saying anything. No. Gosh. There's also the, this is a little bit off topic, but I mean, <laughs> it's relevant to everyone. Sometimes when there's people in line on the airplane. Yeah. For the bathroom. And you're like, do I get up and wait? Or do I wait in my or seat? <laughs> do I wait in my seat? And you never know if someone else is going to get up. Yeah. It's the worst. Ah, it's such a Because it's an memory. awkward, like, I'm going to stand by the door while I'm bouncing around. And they're bouncing around in there. That like, we need to make a... Like, what do I do? Vocational school that teaches things like that. Yeah. It's just strictly based on, like... That's what school should be. Or, like, uh, another one, like, when you catch a glance of someone from across the room. Yeah. Like, what do you do in that moment? School school should be how to file taxes, how to get a job, how to get good credit, how to stand in airplanes, not the mitochondria, the powerhouse of the cells. Dude, like, I don't need to know how it works. Yeah. Like, it's working, clearly. It, it works, It's fine. doing something for me. Yeah. There's other people who went to school for that. Yeah. They know that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that. People are going to think I'm really stupid after they watch this. Probably. Wow. People already think I'm really stupid. It's fine. Exactly. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Thanks for watching. <laughs> Is that how we're ending this, huh? Thanks for watching. Thanks for watching, though. On a serious note, uh, glad we could have Austin in the studio today. 
Um, Austin, appreciate your time, man. Uh, we will have episodes rolling out left and right like hotcakes. You heard it here first. I like hotcakes. All right. Thank you. <laughs>